embrace today is brought to you by Whole House Ministries. Host a pre-curry will inspire listeners to embrace their today with hope and expectation with a focus of bringing about freedom, healing, and restoration through the Word of God. John 16, says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Good evening and welcome to Embrace Today. I am Epri Curry, your host. And here at Embrace Today, we embrace our today with hope and expectation through the Word of God. This evening, we are going to conclude in Esther chapter 2. So we'll be in verses 21 through 23 this evening. So we'll be um, in Esther chapter 2, verses 21 through 23. And it reads... During the time Mordecai was sitting at the king's gate, Bigthana and Teresh, two of the king's officers who guarded the doorway, became angry and conspired to assassinate King Xerxes. But Mordecai found out about the plot and told Queen Esther, who in turn reported it to the king, giving credit to Mordecai. And when the report was investigated and found to be true, the two officials were impaled on poles, all this was recorded in the book of the annals and the presence of the king. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this day, God. We thank you for another opportunity, Lord, for us to delve into your word, Lord, for you to speak to our hearts and our minds, God, as you lead us and guide us through each and every day. Father, we ask that you speak to each of us individually as well as collectively, Lord. I pray, God, that as we hear your word, that we will retain the boldness that you have given us, Lord, that we can only get through you. Father, we need you, we love you, we thank you, and we praise you. In Christ's name, amen. So this evening, I'm going to start off a little differently. I'm going to pose a question to us. And that question is, if asked to name someone who you think will cross you, could you name someone? I can hear some of us like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, if asked to name someone who you think will cross you, could you name someone? Now, I'm quite sure that our minds went directly to someone that we know has something against us or someone that has already crossed us before. Amen? But I have another question for us this evening. Did you consider anyone that's currently close to you? Did you consider anyone that's currently close to you when you thought about someone that could cross you? But if you're like me, I'm sure that the answer is no, right? And why is that? It's because we think that we're great at gauging people. We think that we're great at knowing who we have around us. And we also think that we're great in controlling situations and environments that we're in, right? 
But if we're honest, <laughs> if we're really honest, if we're honest with ourselves, we know some shady people. We listen to their shadiness. And a lot of times we even watch their shadiness. But this is the killer. This is the thing that that stands out to me. Even though we know the people are shady, we listen to their shadiness, we watch their shadiness, we sit back and we don't believe that they'll be shady towards us. That's something to think about, right? We can watch someone engage in these different activities. We can listen to some of the things that they say, but yet we still place ourselves on a different level, not believing that they will do it to us. I believe that this topic is important because if we recognize that all of us are human, because just like someone has the ability to cross you, you have the ability to cross someone else. But when we recognize that people are human, then we'll stop placing these unrealistic expectations on them, which in turn places a weight on us when they cross us because now we're walking in shame and guilt and in hurt because guess what? We can't believe they did that to us, right? We never thought that the person that could that was close to us, the one that we were linked to, we never thought that they would cross us. Now, I'm not saying to go start side-eyeing everyone that's in your corner. I'm not saying that everybody that's close to you is going to cross you. I'm not saying that they won't either. But what I am saying is sometimes we can set ourselves up for failure when we believe betrayal can only come from outsiders. We believe that there's only people that's not connected to us, people that are opposite of us or opposing us. We oftentimes believe that they are the only threat that we have. And because much of our focus is spent on outsiders and on the things or people that we believe is threat, sometimes we are missing things that's going on right underneath our nose, right? 1 Peter 5.8, it tells us, it says, your adversary, the devil, your adversary, so this is for the readers, this is for the listeners. Your adversary, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion, looking for anyone he can devour. I'm going to read that again. First Peter 5, 8, it says, your adversary, so there is an enemy, right? You have an enemy, right? You have a main enemy, right? The devil is prowling around like a roaring lion looking for anyone he can devour. Now see, the enemy, your enemy, my enemy, our enemy, we all have an enemy. The enemy will use anyone and anything to attempt to devour you, your gifts, your path, your purpose, and at times the perfect one to use is the one that's closest to you. I think sometimes we we uh, underestimate how the enemy works because we begin to focus on the actual person than the actual spirit behind the person. It says in 1 Peter 5, 8 that the adversary, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion looking for anyone that he can devour. That said, he will utilize anyone and anything to devour whatever it is that he can uh, get the job done with. 
And so if it's someone in your family, if it's your best friend, if it's your coworker, your boss, your neighbor, God will use whom, or I'm sorry, the devil will use whomever he can to devour what it is that is within you. I love the fact that the text is letting us know that we have this adversary, this enemy. That's why I think it's important for us to continue to stay in prayer, especially as we are building relationships, right? Because we're, we're created to be in relationship. We're not created to go around thinking everybody is out to get us, but we're also not created to believe that everybody is for us, right? So when we stay in alignment with the Holy Spirit and begin to move forward in the things of God, we'll recognize that the enemy is going to try to do whatever it is that he can do to stop us. The enemy is going to attempt to come into your home, is going to attempt to come into your job, is going to attempt to come into your community, into your country. The enemy is going to attempt to come in. Why? Because he's looking for anyone or anything that he can devour. And so oftentimes, instead of us looking on the outside, we ought to be focusing on the inside. Don't dismiss a threat coming from the inside. Don't think that threats can only come from outsiders because a threat can come from the inside just as much as it can come from the outside. Your child can become a threat. Your spouse can become a threat. Your best friend can become a threat. Your boss can become a threat. Your business partner can become a threat. Anyone can become a threat regardless of if they are on the inside or not. And so tonight's topic, we're going to come from inside threat. We're going to talk a little bit more about the inside threat and how we handle an inside threat. A lot of times we're gullible and we don't want to believe that someone will do this to us or someone will say this about us or someone won't support this or someone will go and hang with them. We don't want to believe those things. But guess what? An inside threat can come from anyone. That spirit that's looking to devour you will utilize anyone. And so we have to understand that the enemy's main goal is division, is separation, is pulling apart, is tearing down. John 10, 10 says the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So kill meaning to remove life, to take any form of life from it, will kill your dream, will kill your attempt to kill your family, will attempt to kill the business that you have going on. The enemy comes to kill, comes to steal, comes to take away from you and to identify as his when it's not. And then lastly, to attempt to destroy, to leave in shambles and pieces. And so we have to recognize an inside threat. We have to recognize that the enemy is not just going to attempt to use people that's on the outside. The enemy can use people that's on the inside. So let's look at verse 21. It says, during the time Mordecai was sitting at the king's gate, Bigthana and Teresh, two of the king's officers who guarded the doorway, became angry and conspired to assassinate King Xerxes. So when there's an inside threat, we have to recognize that we cannot underestimate what anger can lead to. Do not underestimate what anger can lead to. Notice it says that they became angry and conspired to assassinate King Xerxes. 
Now, one thing that, that stood out to me is they weren't attempting to dethrone him, meaning push, move him out of his position. They were attempting to take his life. Dethroning him was not enough. Taking his life is what they wanted to do. Sometimes people don't want to just remove you from where you are. They don't want to just knock you out the way. They are trying to take what you have and destroy it, take the life out of it. And if they can do that, they will do whatever it takes to take the life out of that. So if it causes you pressure, if it puts so much pressure on you that they will attempt to take your life from you, your life of freedom, the life that God has for you, then they will do what it is. These were people that he trusted, people that guarded the doorway. These were two of the king's officers, yet their anger caused them to begin to conspire to take the life of the very person that they were supposed to be protecting. Now get this, these had to be some sort of trusted individuals because they were protecting him. They were guarding the door. So I'm sure he was not anticipating or expecting a threat from them. Yet here it goes that they are attempting to uh, make a plan to take his life. That's why we can't underestimate anyone. But we also can't be so caught off guard by someone crossing us that we begin to go sideways and not focus on where God is taking us. You see, these people, they wanted to take, they could not take the kingship from him. So they wanted to take his life. People want to take what God has given you, what God has placed in you. People are not excited about it. Everyone is not going to be excited. And so there's going to be people that's going to attempt to stop you, attempt to halt you, attempt, attempt to cause you to slow down. There's people that's going to attempt to try to place pause on what God is doing in your life. But guess what? God has a greater plan. And so we have to remain focused. There's going to be some people that may go from protecting you to plotting against you, but let them plot because as long as you are under God's protection, anything that they do, God going to take care of it. God is going to take care of it. Don't ever underestimate what anger will cause people to do. I'm sure there's been times where You've gotten angry and you said some really hurtful things to somebody, right? And you may not have necessarily had to say it to them. You may have said it about them. Why? Because in the moment you were so angry, all you wanted to do was hurt them, right? And then there's sometimes where people, they just get so angry. They just black out. They just don't know what's going on. They are angry, and so we can't underestimate what anger can lead to. Anger is a dangerous emotion. It's dangerous because not all times that it appears as anger, it's anger. Sometimes it may appear as anger, but it's really embarrassment. It's really frustration. It's really shame. It's really guilt. So sometimes people may appear angry, but they're not really angry. So anger can be a tricky emotion. But I also want us to understand that anger is not a bad emotion. It came from God. God allows us to get angry. It's what we do out of that anger that can become an issue, right? And so we want to understand that an inside threat can come when people's anger can lead them to want to do things that goes against God. Amen.
Another thing that I thought about with this is they could have attempted to impeach him, uh, put a, uh, a charge against him. The thing that stands out is that they conspired to assassinate them amongst each other. Why? Why take a life? Why take the life of someone that you were protecting? Someone that entrusted you with their life. Now you want to take it. There's times where we will entrust ourselves and our things to people. And those people will attempt to take the thing that we are entrusting them with. But like I said before, don't fret. Don't trip. Don't start looking at everybody's side eye. Stay in alignment with the Lord. And just like there's people that will attempt to plot against you, there's going to be some people that's going to protect you. Let's look at verse 22. It says, but Mordecai found out about the plot and told Queen Esther, who in turn reported it to the king, giving credit to Mordecai. So when there's an inside threat, don't underestimate what anger can lead to. Mind y'all, we don't even know what they were mad about. It just says that they were angry. So don't underestimate what anger can lead to, but also know what to do with deadly information. You see, the information that Mordecai had was deadly. He could have held on to it and they could have moved forward with the plot to assassinate the king and no one would have ever known. But because Mordecai was wise and because Mordecai understood his role and was loyal, he gave the information to the person that he knew can get it to where it needed to be. Amen. So Mordecai gave the, the information to now new queen Esther, correct? He gave the information to Esther and then she gave that information to the king. So Mordecai and Esther handled the information well. Esther in this new position is displaying her loyalty to her king, right? Because she's giving him the information that came from outside, information that could potentially take his life, information that could potentially be true. Because at this moment, the king doesn't know if the information is true or not. And so we have to get to the point in understanding that when we get information that's deadly, when we get information that can harm people's careers, people's reputations, people's character, we need to know how to handle that information. That information is deadly and can cause so much harm to people. But in a society where we are quick to tweet everything and share everything and create TikToks and, and just do all the things to get the information out, we don't stop to think about what information can do to people. It's harmful. But Mordecai and Esther, they handled the information well. There was an inside threat, a threat amongst themselves, right? They also didn't go throw the information out to the outsiders, Sometimes we are bringing outsiders into the insides business. The outsiders already don't like us, but yet now we're throwing our business to them and they looking at us like they falling apart because we're telling the wrong people our business. But when there's a threat within, we have to make sure that we are handling that information with care. 
And notice how his guards went from plotting, uh, from protecting him to plotting against him. We have Mordecai and Esther. They're now protecting him rather than joining in the plot. You see, you'll have people that's going to protect you. That's genuinely for you. That's genu genuinely going to support you regardless. So regardless of what the inside threat is, there will be people that are aligned with God, aligned with the Holy Spirit, and they are there because they are supporting the mission. They support you. They support the vision. And so we have to recognize that we can't look at everybody sideways. There's going to be some people that may turn on us. But there's also going to be some people that's going to ride or die with us. Some people that will support us till the end. And so when there's an inside threat, we have to remember not to underestimate what anger can lead to. Because anger can lead people to do some crazy things to us, right? But then we also need to know how to handle deadly information. Information that can harm people. Information that can that can tear us down rather than building us up. Information that's discouraging and not encouraging. We have to begin to know how to handle deadly information. Sometimes we just need to quit talking altogether. Because we talk too much and we begin, we begin to say things that are destroying people's spirit. We are killing people's spirit, people's soul. We are killing people with our words. And sometimes we don't even know if the stuff is true. But if five or 10 people tweeted it, then it's true. If it popped up on Google at the top, then it's true. If the president said it, then it's true. If the Pope said it, then it's true. If my mama said it, then it's true. We have to begin to start evaluating what we're saying, evaluating the information that we're passing on and ask myself, is this deadly? Is this, is this going to bring death? Could it potentially bring death to someone or is it bringing life? Is this building someone up? So we have to know how to handle deadly information. Amen. And so lastly, when there's an insight threat, we can't underestimate what anger will do. We have to know what to do with deadly information. And then verse 23 says, and when the report was investigated and found to be true, the two officials were impaled on poles. All this was recorded in the book of the annals in the presence of the king. And so lastly, we can't act on impulse. See, they gave the king the information. What did the king do? Or the report is what they call it. The king invest the, the the claim was investigated. He didn't just believe what was said. He did some background checking. You know how when you fill out a job application, you put all this stuff on your application. So then the employer, they go and do a background check. They want to make sure um, everything you said is true. And so this is what the king said. There was an inside threat. The threat came from the came to the king. And now the king, he's investigating that threat because he needs to know if this is a real threat. He needs to understand if this is the truth. And so in order to get down to the bottom of it, in order to um, see if it's true, he couldn't act on impulse. He had to begin an investigation. 
He had to investigate the claim because there was going to be consequences had the claim been true. But first, he had to investigate. Too many times we're acting off impulse. We're getting a piece of information, we're taking it out of context, and then we're doing something that we'll regret later. But here, we see there was an investigation, it was found to be authentic, and then the king acted. And so where the two officials, where the two guards wanted to take the king's life, now their lives have been taken. God reversed it. I told us at the top of uh, Esther, God is reversing some things. He's reversing things. And so what they tried to do to you, when they wanted to destroy you, God is going to reverse it. You don't have to do anything about it. Let God take care of it. You know that scripture, you will reap what you sow. Let them reap. We have to remain focused on what God is doing in our lives. We cannot move forward and be successful if we are worried about what other people are doing. If we stay and keep in our mind that we have an enemy, we know that we have an enemy that's looking to devour us and that the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy, we should, we should be expecting this. Because we're moving forward in greatness. God has his hands on us. We all have purpose. And when we have purpose, what makes us think that the enemy, who, who is also God's enemy, is just going to sit back and let us do it? So when our families are coming together, the communities are coming together, um, the, the employment and the business is coming together, the agencies is coming together, understand that there may come a time where an inside threat will pop up. Why? Because the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And so if your family is representing God, your agency is representing God, if your organization is representing God, if your community is representing God, what makes you think the enemy is going to leave you alone? There will be an inside threat. Sometimes people look at Judas as an inside threat. Judas was an inside threat, but Judas is what pushed Jesus to fulfill the purpose in that point in time. Judas had to betray Jesus in order for Jesus to get to the cross. And so you may get a Judas. It may be somebody that you don't want to be Judas, but listen, your Judas is going to propel you. But we have to remain focused. An inside threat is inevitable. For all of us, the thief is going to want to stop you. And so we can't be surprised by any inside threat. Rather than being surprised, we ought to be prepared to stand against the wiles of the devil. And so when there's an inside threat, don't underestimate what anger can lead to. Know what to do with deadly information. And don't act on impulse. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to Embrace Today. You can further connect with Whole House Ministries by viewing our website at www.wholehouse.org, liking Whole House Ministries on Facebook, and following IMEPRI on Twitter, IG, and TikTok. Be blessed and embrace, embrace your, your today. today.